What's going on, y'all? It's Jared, the Layup Tech, giving you what you need to tech news and layup interviews. Today, we're going to discuss one of the largest Bitcoin heists in history. Also, we're going to discuss the post office using automated truck drivers to make deliveries and a laptop worth $1 million that contains the world's six dangerous computer viruses and other tech news. So no further delay, let's go! What's going on, y'all? It's Jared Delaney Uptech. Let's get into the first segment of this podcast. So we're going to discuss how the United States Postal Service is hiring a self-driving truck company called Too Simple. Uh, you spell that T-U in the word simple, all together as one word. Uh, it's a San Diego-based company, and they are hired to do a two to three-week pilot test of their self-driving truck services uh, during this two weeks. They will make a 22-hour journey between the distribution centers of Phoenix and Dallas. Uh, they will use three trucks. Uh, they all will take five trips. And each truck will be accompanied by an engineer, detective systems, and a driver. Just in case anything goes wrong, they can take over the automated trucking services. Uh, this is in response to the increasing online shipping such as amazon's prime uh, walmart doing their own same day or a couple of days shipping service as well and other online shopping stores shipping has become a real big deal and shipping services such as fedex amazon the use and the united states postal office are trying to come up with ways to be more efficient in delivering products to your home um a lot of people have problems with self-driving vehicles and what should, should they make because it's a machine, still AI software. So one, it can always make a mistake uh, and cause injuries such as Tesla vehicles when they're in self-driving states, they've caused accidents. Uh, drivers who, who use an automated Tesla driving software have died. So it is proven that self-driving vehicles are not 100%, but so are humans. And that's why there's also accidents all every day. So a lot of people disagree with AI, but it also is a huge benefit because let's say if you're driving a truck and you've been driving for 10 hours, maybe you just want to take an hour, even though you're not going to fall asleep, but you just want to relax a little bit, unwind, and you just put on the self-driving. So that's another perk. It also costs, it also decreases according to the company called Too Simple, that you will save because when a robotic AI is driving the vehicle, it will be less brakes, uh, less rev revving up the engine and gas, and it's more calculating and going slower. They go state, I'm talking about the speed limits fit 65, the truck is doing 65. The 45, the truck is doing 45. So you're gonna save in gas, which is also resulting cheaper cost in labor. So, 
I think this will be a pretty interesting uh, pilot program. Uh, I'll let you know what the results from it. Uh, I was post some things on the Facebook page as well as our website. You can see the two simple YouTube video, pretty cool. It demos how to use cameras and sensors to look a thousand meters ahead or 30 feet ahead. I'm sorry, 30 seconds ahead so they can, the truck can make the correct adjustments either in braking or acceleration or maneuvering. So keep uh, keep you informed about Too Simple. Again, that's T-U-S-I-M-P-L. On to the next. So this next segment, we're going to discuss a piece of awkward work <laughs> that is very, very original. Um, the name of this awkward work is called The Persistence of Chaos. It was made by, hopefully I pronounced the name right, Aguo Odong. This piece of awkward work is a Samsung PC that has Windows XP on it. And it contains six pieces of malware of one of six of the most dangerous computer viruses. Uh, the first computer virus on there is called I Love You Virus, which was distributed via email and file sharing and affected estimated about 500,000 systems and caused $15 billion in damages total. With 5.5 billion being within the first week of its release. The next virus is called Madoom, which potentially commissioned by some Russian email spammers or hackers, was one of the fastest spreading worms. It projected that this virus caused about $38 billion in damages. The next virus was the So Big, which was a worm and a Trojan that circulated through emails as a viral spam. This piece of malware could copy files, email itself to others, and could damage computer software or hardware. This piece of malware estimated caused about $37 billion in damages and affected hundreds of thousands or maybe potentially millions of users. The next virus on this list is one of the worst viruses ever created. It's the WannaCry. It was a virus that was a ransomware Crypto worm that also set up back doors into the systems that it infiltrated. The attack affected 200,000 even more users. I'm sorry, computers across 150 countries and caused an estimated $100 million in damages, which totals could include up to $4 billion. The next virus you got on the list is the dark tequila. It was as a very sophisticated an evasive piece of malware that target users mainly in Latin America. Uh, it stole bank account credentials, login information from corporate data, even when it was not connected to the internet. Of course, this cost means maybe up into the billions of dollars in damages. And the final sixth virus is called Black Energy. It was a sophisticated rootkit process injecting technique um, if you don't know what that is, I'll explain later. Um, it was a type of encryption that was orchestrated, oh, I'm sorry, orchestrated to use cyber attacks that prompted large-scale blackouts in the Ukraine in December 2015. So this virus would attack power grids and knock out power for millions and millions of users in the Ukraine region. And also it was reported as duplicating other countries as well. 
So this artist has this laptop going off for auction in New York. Um, started off reported it at $1 million. I'm sorry, $1.2 million. And the final bid for this PC was $1.345. I'm sorry, $1.3 million. Um, somebody actually bought this piece of hardware. Uh, I don't know why you would buy something like this because as soon as you connect it to your network or any type of your network, it will bring it down immediately. So the purpose of this art, according to the artist designer, was to show how the digital world impacts the physical world. So this is why cybersecurity is one of the top growing areas in IT and why we need more people to combat hackers who create viruses and malware like this that affects everyone. So always remember, update all your software and hardware devices so we can limit the possibility of you being succumbed to a cyber attack. So this next segment we'll get to is very disturbing. Um, it's called virtual kidnapping. Uh, just so imagine that you're with your wife and you're just enjoying life, sitting at home, and you get a call from the phone number from your one of your children, let's say your son. And it's somebody who's saying that if you don't listen to what I do, I will kill your daughter or, ch your daughter or son. And so what most parents do, they comply with what the person is saying on the line. Um, they go with all the demands. For one instance, this 61-year-old couple received a call from a call ID they believed to be their son's phone. And it was a person on there saying that we have him, we're hurting him. They hear screams in the background. And if you don't comply, we will kill him, we'll hurt your son. So they comply with everything with the what the kidnapper is saying they buy two prepaid debit bank cards um they train to give them debit bank card numbers to the person over the phone they cut them up and flush them down the toilet uh, as soon as the call ends they call the police and they rush to their son's house with paramedics and police to realize that he's unharmed this they were victims to another virtual kidnapping so virtual kidnapping, what scammers do to fake the people trying to get the money out of, they use similar technologies as you would do from Skype or Google Voice. They find the target's um, loved one's phone number out in the database. Um, they scroll to social media. Um, so what they do, they get the number, they input it with the application that they're using to mask the phone number that they're really calling from to call their targets. And this is highly untraceable because the scammers are using prepaid cell phones. So when you buy a prepaid cell phone and you're a criminal, nine times out of 10, you're gonna use cash. So once these call, once the, and they're using VoIP, voice over IP, you know, Skype technology, Google Voice. So this technology is really hard to trace. Of course, you can find the origin, um, these scammers were actually based in Mexico. Coming, the calls come from Mexico, 
and out of a Mexico prison. So these are actual prisoners who get the guards to buy prepaid cell phones and they get a list of phone numbers, usually in high zip code areas, such as like you would say Beverly Hills. And they start dialing these numbers. And once they get enough information about their target, of course, using social media or internet searches, they use what they find to leverage their targets. This is an ongoing trend. Um, some agencies recommend that when you receive these calls, try to get proof of life. Um, say you want to talk to the person. Say, and if SAD actually have they put a fake person on, you can't hear them. Ask them a question, you know, like. Where were you born? What hospital were you born in? Uh, or if it's a spouse or a loved one that they're trying to imitate. Say, where did you first meet? These are ways that you can combat virtual kidnapping scams so you can keep your money. Um, of course, these criminals are asking for small amounts of money in a few hundreds of dollars because this way this will keep the radar from law enforcement and most people that are targeted are able to get this cash on hand instead of going to a bank that says like on a weekend when the bank is closed they have cash on hand or they could buy a prepaid uh prepaid debit card like these victims did so they could give them the credit card number credit card number and they could access the funds so be aware if some of a loved one phone number is calling you and somebody's on the other end saying that we got them it's a 99 percent chance there's a scam so be aware um Law enforcement really can't do that much about it because nine times out of ten, it's outside the country, and it's low, low amounts of money that they probably won't prompt an investigation. So stay frosty, be aware. What's going on, y'all? Let's get into the app of the day segment. I know I've been a minute since I've done one. And the app of the day is going to be Uber Eats. Yes, if you're hungry and you're at home and you don't feel like going to pick up or get anything, you can use your phone to order something delivered straight to your crib. Uh, Uber Eats is a pretty simple app. Um, once you open up, it gives you what type of selection of food you want to eat. It could be Thai, Chinese, pizza. Uh, Italian, whatever you want, even fast food such as McDonald's. Um, if you're looking through, if you don't know what you want to eat, you can browse through suggested restaurants that's near you. And when you're doing that, you will see um, you get ratings and reviews about the restaurant, uh, how long it would take, ETA, how long it would take before you get your food, and a delivery fee service depending on the location of the restaurant, what you order, and how long it would take. Um, so let's say you make your selection at McDonald's. Let's say you order $20 worth of food, and it's not that far from your house. Let's say the delivery service fee may be $3, $3 or $4. Um, so you would pay $24, $20 for food, $4 delivery fee. And you can also give the Uber driver who picks your food up a gratuity uh, tip if you like so a lot of uh, things i hear about people don't want to use uber Eats or somebody at delivery service because they don't want they don't trust the people that's p- 
picking up your food, they can eat it or anything like that. Um, so, but when you order things from Uber Eats, most restaurants put a a piece of tape or something to protect that you would know if somebody went in your food. So they put a piece of tape, like when you order something from McDonald's, they'll put the Uber order number, the time that it was ordered, the time it was picked up, and they'll put a McDonald's Uber tape all over the food items so you can know that nobody was able to get into your food bag. Uh, so that's one way to prevent someone from tampering with your food before you even got to it, before you've eaten it. So Uber Eats is pretty cool. Um, if you're an Uber driver like myself, if you're doing Uber rides in the evening or during the day, whenever you decide to do it, let's say you're in between fares, Uber Eats is ingrated into the Uber driver app and it will pop up as an option if you want to pick up food for a customer. So it's another great way to make additional income if you're already an Uber driver. So I recommend using Uber Eats. It's easy, it's friendly, and it's easy to use and it comes very quickly. Hopefully if you're not ordering from a high demand restaurant. Of course you can get Uber Eats app at the Android store or the Apple store. It's available on all devices. So if you need it, you wanna check it out, just download it, it's free until you order your food. On to the next. Thank y'all for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's topics. So please hit us up on all social media outlets, Lanyap Tech at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat as well. Check us out on our website, lanyaptech.com. You got any further questions, comments, please post to the social media outlets and we'll bring them up on the next podcast. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. See you later. We out.